thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, this music is so fun. I love this music. What we're going to do tonight is we're, we're talking to a woman who uh, had courage, has courage in the face of evil people. Yeah, she does. If you don't know who Virginia Proden is tonight, today, I am super happy to be able to introduce you to her because... She is somebody who was kidnapped, she was beaten, she was tortured, she was placed under house arrest, and she came within seconds of being executed when the Romanian government wanted to kill her. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. But first thing I want you to do is go ahead and share this out with your audience, wherever you're at, whatever social media platform or video platform you're watching on, take a minute just to share this because you know what? I guarantee you that once you see this interview, once you hear Virginia, you're going to definitely want to share this anyway. So please do that, okay? So Virginia Prodan also graduated from Bucharest Law School in Romania with a JD and from SMU Law School in Texas, in Dallas, Texas, with a Juris Doctorate and a Master of Laws, which is an international degree. She's highly respected uh, in the Christian community as well as in the legal world. And uh, I personally had the opportunity to meet her a couple years ago when we were over at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention down here at the Opryland Hotel here in Nashville. Um, and it was the first time I got to talk to her because she has a book published by Tyndale House called Saving My Assassin. Now, you don't hear that title every day. First of all, how many people have assassins? Okay, just saying. <laughs> She's got this distinction of having an assassin, and I don't, you know. Uh, but her testimony is great. So uh, tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. So like I said, please share this out. And for the next half hour or so, we're going to be blessed, and we're going to be encouraged. We're going to be exhorted to uh, vote. And you're going to hear her testimony and her passionate plea to America that, you know, this election that we just saw, you know, it's coming up is so important. In fact, last night, I don't know how many of you saw the Republican National Convention. I have to be honest, it was the first one I saw and I watched the whole thing. I watched President Trump speech, which in my opinion, hit the ball out of the park. I love the Trump 2020 fireworks afterwards. It was so patriotic. I stayed up late, people. Uh, Didn't get much sleep actually. But, uh, but it was definitely worth talking about. And after this interview, we're going to be sharing with you some super cool news that the president did today uh, as well. But because we want to have Virginia tell you all about her and stuff, I just got to say, welcome, Virginia, to Bible News Radio. Thank you for being my guest. So happy that you're here. It's so nice to see you in this platform. Usually I meet my guests on video before I do in person, but I actually met you in person first. So that's kind of cool. Thank you for having me, Stacey. I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad you're here. All right, so I know you have an assassin 
don't you? You did. Anyway, you got to give us a little bit more about your background and then tell us a little bit about that, about your testimony, because I just think this is amazing. When I met you, I would have never known your backstory at all. (laughs) Well, I grew up in uh, socialist Romania, and um, I remember as a young kid uh, seeing my my, um, uh, parents being very politically correct, uh, trying to please the government outside of their home every single day. But I also uh, heard them whispering inside of home how horrible the government was because according to what they said, uh, the government was taking their, uh, their rights more and more every single day, no matter how many they will release to the government. So as a young kid, I was terrified. I, I knew in my mind that if something happened to me, uh, my parents will not stand up for me, it will be too fearful, and my life doesn't count for the government. So even as a young kid, I didn't want to live this kind of life double life outside and inside different life and also unhappy and unhealthy kind of life. So I know um, as a young kid, we I noticed that we didn't have a big family, but we have a tradition. And that was that every single year we had a family reunion. So uh, I... Um, I look around and I ask myself why adults are so fearful. They know the truth, but they don't want to speak out. So I notice that when we uh, had family reunion, my relatives would be grouped in three, three uh, places. Everyone was surrounding one person asking questions. So I started to do my research and I figured out that all three men, they were surrounded by our relatives asking questions. All of them were lawyers. They would not speak up, but they were lawyers. So in my young mind as, as a kid, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to find out the truth and I'm going to speak up for the truth. So I thought that that was my idea, but it was God's desire that he put in my heart for a mission that many times people told me it was a mission impossible, but he did it anyway through me. So I want the listener to think about what God put in their their hearts, what God is telling them that that is their mission, because that that desire, whatever they look around and say, oh, this is not right, needs to be changed, or it can be done better, that's their mission in life. We all have a mission in life, if we um, admit that or not. So, I will I will love for for the. Um, um, listener to uh, read the book, Saving My Assassin. I don't know if you have have the book, Saving My Assassin, because the book will take you as, as a reader into socialist and communist, and you live with me every single day. So you will learn by reading the book how uh, the procedure 
which is totally different than in America or in freedom, is in socialism where you have to be accepted at law school or any other, other school. Um, when the government is in power, socialist government is in power, government establishes uh, the type of uh, uh, job you will have and the type of place where you're going to live and so forth. There are so many requirements. So I, I advise the, your listener to read the, the book because gives not only a perspective of my own life, but the life under socialists, which is totally different. When the government has total power, how you find food, how you receive food, how you are able to take a shower, how you're able to work in different places and so forth. So to make the story shorter, I can say that I went to law school, I graduated from law school, and God built me as a very um, uh, hopeful person. So I remember after, after I graduated from law school thinking, oh, I'm going to go to in court and today is going to be my day. I learn after all everything from law books and everything and today it's going to be my day when I will um, find the truth and I will speak up for the truth. So I practiced for a few years and one day I came very disappointed in my office and I put my uh, briefcase on my secretary's desk and I said, I can't find the truth. I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. And I'm not a quitter. It was a very painful day that day. And she looked up at me like, what's going on with you? Where have you been? What are you dreaming? Come back to reality <laughs> kind of things. And she gave me three files and she said, three people will come to see you. One is in your office. So I took the files and I... I Hold it to my chest thinking, where is the truth? Why I can't find the truth? And I walk in my office and I uh, noticed the, the client that was there. I had been working with him for a year or so, so I knew him really well. And several times as I uh, work with him, I said to myself, um, I need to fix this man. He's a little bit crazy. In a land of hopelessness, he was full of hope, full of joy, full of um, uh, peace, no worries, no nothing. But I always had other clients coming, so I never had time to fix him. So as I walk inside of my office, I stood at my chair and he started to put documents on my desk and tell me about what he, um, he, what's new in his case and everything. I did not hear anything that he said. That's not normal for a lawyer, I have to tell you. <laughs> but in my mind, it was, what is the truth? What? I cannot find the truth. And all of a sudden, I look at him and I said, I want to have in my life what you have in your life. He looked up at me and he said, do you go to church? And I stared back to him thinking, I am so sorry I asked. I knew you are crazy, but I don't know why I asked. I'm crazier than you. And all of a sudden, he started to write something and give it to me. He said, this is the address to our church. Please come to our church Sunday. And 
I heard myself saying, yes, I will come. And I just realized what I said. I have no idea what, what they're doing at church. The dictator just declared himself God, and I didn't know if a church, they, uh, they worship him or not. I didn't know if the government will arrest me or take my license away, but I was so desperate to find the truth. So the next Sunday, I was at his church. He was outside waiting for us. And with my girls, I, uh, we walk inside of the church following him and his family. And as I walk inside of the church, I remember the church choir singing a wonderful song, Sinner, Come Home. And I, I started to say to myself, I am in a safe place. Uh, the government is not going to arrest me or take my license away. This, uh, this is a good group of people. Uh, they have a celebration today. A man must be behind me. His name is Sinner, and he is coming home today. That's what I knew about sin. That's what I knew about God. And... My client showed me where we we can sit and everything. And the minute that we stood there, the pastor came, opened the Bible, and said, Jesus Christ said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And the church was quiet. Everybody was uh, listening to the pastor. In that wonderful and quiet place, think that you hear someone saying, what? That was me. Mm-hmm. because finally after so many years somebody said I am the truth and from from the pastor Christ came real to me and that day I accepted Christ and I understood that he put the desire to find the truth because he is the truth I thought that I will find the truth in a law book and in law, but he is the truth. And from that day on, I didn't have to look for clients because there were so many Christians and churches that were persecuted by, by the government. And they, they will come and ask me to help them. But the more I helped them, the more I, I became the target of the government too. Yeah. I, which is kind of where, you know, your your testimony even becomes more powerful because you found the truth and then, you know, you started defending the truth and then they came after you. And I mean, I shared that you had been uh, beaten and kidnapped and all that. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes. Um, socialist and communist works on uh, lies, fake news, and uh, all kind of things um, that um, to create instability and fear in people's life and so forth. Um, many people maybe will say, how in the world you, you took the government to court and the dictator and you won. And by the way, many of my cases became part of the United Nations reports on human rights violations and part of uh, United States Department of State um, uh, reports on human rights violations. And the reason is, is because in Romania, we had a law to protect Christians and, and churches, but 
the government didn't want anyone to use it. And in, fa in fact, when I started to use those laws, later on in the interrogation room, as I was beaten and tortured, I was told that I, I am an enemy of the state losing, using those laws because they said those laws are for foreign country to believe that we have those laws, but no lawyer should use them. And they did everything that was possible. Arrested, tortured, uh, put me under house arrest, sent someone to, to kill me, to stop me. But when God gives you a mission, he gives you the power, he gives you the knowledge, he gives you people around you that will help you. He, is, uh, he will give you everything that you need. And um, I am not the story of, of my uh, memoir or my life. God is the, the hero of. He wrote my story long before I realized what I was doing and the fact that I was 82 pounds, under five feet tall, and I took a dictator who had everything at his fingertips to court, and I won against him. That's God's power in me. So that's how God works. That, that's all. <laughs> I know that's so crazy. I mean, it, it really is. And and you know, wouldn't you agree that 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 is actually? I mean, if we, you know, my husband always says that everybody's life, if done correctly, could be made into a motion motion picture, and everybody it would be a blockbuster because people love, you know, stories of triumph over tragedy, and you know, there's there's all of that, you know. That is so true. And if everyone will look and see and, and pray and ask, uh, Lord, what is my mission in life? Everyone, we all have a mission in life. We just, if we don't find that and agree with God, we just don't live at the level that God wants us to live. That's the only secret. Yeah, I agree. So you had an assassin come to try to kill you. Do you want to share a little bit about that and what happened there? Yes, I, um, um, I, I don't want to scare your, your listener, but my experience is this. When God gives you uh, uh, a mission and you agree with God and God is equipping you and everything, God is taking you to a higher level, you know, higher and higher that you can do in his power more and more. So, um, I, um, um, God gave me uh, an amazing uh, um, mission. I remember saying, Lord, you gave them the reason to kill me. And um, I did that, that mission that, that exposed the, the dictator that he was lying to the American government. And President um, Ronald Reagan wanted to take the most favored national status from uh, from the dictator because he gave the, uh, the American government gave the most favored national status to Romania, which implied a lot of economical benefits, but it was attached to respecting the human and religious rights. And by the way, uh, we as Romanians uh, under Ceausescu, we never benefited from this economical um, transactions with uh, America because he used all the money to build his palace. And by the way, he never had one day to live in that palace. He just built it and, you know, he, he was never able. So um, when, when President Reagan was um, um, 
aware and had documents proving that the dictator was uh, uh, lying to the government of America. And I will, will let the readers to find out what was the document because it's, it's a tremendous, um, horrible kind of uh, um, thing that a dictator and a socialist leader will do to Christians and to, uh, to churches. So President Ronald Reagan decided to take the most favored nation from from uh, uh, dictator Ceausescu. So you can imagine that he was not sure that I was the one giving those information, but he was 99.9 sure about that. So what he he decided to um, send a client to my office and the client came exactly in um, in time where my assistant was ready to um, go um, and pick up her kids. And by the way, we have microphones everywhere, so they knew everything about my whereabouts. So uh, my assistant um, introduced him to um, to my office and left the the office immediately. The minute that he heard the the door closed after after my uh, my assistant uh, he pulled his jacket and took his gun and pointed to to my face and said i'm not your client i'm here sent by the dictator you don't listen you you don't stop defending christians and churches i'm here to kill you and i believe uh, I w- my knee was shaken. My stomach started to make noise. I heard my um, my uh, um, heart in my ears, and I really believed that that was a day that I will die. And in all this noise, because he was screaming to me, and all my emotions inside was screaming to me, I heard the voice of God share the gospel, and. I remember sharing the gospel. Now, in Romania, we didn't have Bibles like we have here in America. When we had it for a very short period of time, we memorized Bible verses, ready to share with others, to encourage. So it was very easy for me to share the gospel because I memorized the the gospel. So I I told him that I, I, uh, I know he has a job, but... I would love to share with him something if that's okay with him. And he said, yes. And as I shared the gospel with him, he put the gun down on the table. He uh, shook his hand had several times when I said that we all uh, fall uh, short of the glory of God and that I was in his place m- many years ago and so forth and I shared the gospel and his shoulders relaxed and he started to melt under God's power and as, as I watched him I was mes- mesmerized I had never seen somebody being changed by the power of God's words saying from the Bible word by word and as I watch him I I look at him and all of a sudden I was I was thinking when I finish he's going to kill me and I lost my thoughts. And what do you do? You paraphrase. And I said two sentences. But the minute that I said my own words, my sentences, he came back ready to kill, ready for the mission and I pray like never in my life. 
never. And the Lord brought the memories of the Bible verses back to me and I shared the, the gospel and he accepted Christ. And um, what God is doing in his life is absolutely amazing. I will tell you a secret. He wrote a chapter in my memoir. Now you have not only my perspective, but you have his perspective. But what happened that day and also what God is doing in his life. So God loves everyone. We do not have enemies. The only enemy is the evil one. We have people like us. They are slaves in the tent of the evil one. And God wants to use us so he can, uh, can liberate those, those people like my, my assassin and bring them to, to Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that is, that is amazing. And, you know, look, everybody, you need to go get her book. Uh, you can go get it on Amazon. They can get it at your website too, right? They? Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. If they if they want uh, me to autograph uh, them, they can they can uh, find it on my. Uh, they can go at virginiaprodanbooks.com slash contact, and they can put the information, or they can call the, the phone number or email uh, me, and I will I'll be happy. Sometimes people want a specific name to to put. So yeah. See, so that's that's so cool. Okay, so. Uh, all right. So now let's get to modern day because that all happened in the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. and, and so you ended up here in America in Texas. Uh, and is that in your book? I can't remember. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because uh, my assassin came uh, came to my office. Uh, I, I tell you another secret. He came and visit visited me also in Texas. Not only in my office in Romania, but in my office in, in Texas. Yes. Cool. Yeah. In a good way, people. In a good way. All right. So, all right. So now one of the things that, you know, uh, if, if you guys don't have the book, you need to go get the book. This is, I, I interview authors very seldomly more than once. Okay. Virginia is an exception to that rule. Just because, you know, you guys know I used to write the persecuted persecution blog for voice of the martyrs i did that for eight years and in my book christians who stand up under under penalty of death are my heroes you know what i'm saying and they're god's heroes so it's um uh just you know i to edify you really and to give you encouragement so we're in a election season <laughs> last night was the um republican national convention president trump received that nomination gave a speech and I know that you've been out lately on uh, social media talking about voting and everything and why people should vote. So go ahead and give us your speech on that. Okay. You want to put the, the video? Um, yeah. Do you want to do the video Randall or do you have it or? Um, well, I queued the other one, but, uh, oh. which. The 3.09. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll do that one. Stand by, people. <laughs> it's just the other one was titled "Why I Vote," and so okay, you know, no problem. Gonna, so. that's okay. On the fly, produ production, production. That's my handsome hunky husband, people. In case you're wondering, 
By the way, when he's doing that, by he's doing that, don't forget, go to virginiaprodan.com. It's V, well, you know, you know how to spell Virginia. And the last name is P-R-O-D-A-N.com. Um, and don't forget to share this out. Okay, I think Randall's got the video almost. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hello. Right now, there are members in your audience dreaming about impacting this world even more. Oh, that's However, a wrong, many that's of wrong, them are overwhelmed. That's a wrong, that's a wrong uh, video. Oh, that's the wrong one. Okay. That's the wrong one. You have to put it, that, that one you write about why I voted. Why I vote. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay, no worries, people. Yes, you, you know what? We are imperfect people, but we have a perfect God. <laughs> it's a great encouragement for people that think that they don't have everything that it takes. God tells us he will take and make everything perfect. Yes. So that's a great example. <laughs> we made a mistake. We're going to correct it. <laughs> okay. I think, I think he's got, you got, is that the other one? Yes, it is. All right. Here we go. Oh, take two right. people. Wait. Right. Okay. Let me just, uh... <laughs> so we're not CNN. We're Bible News Radio people. Yeah, we are. And uh, it's two people that run this show. Mostly barefaced, too, actually. It's really one. I'm just the host. Oh, uh, that, w that was my fault. That's all right. Okay, here it is. Hello, my name is Virginia Pradhan. I am an international human rights attorney, a keynote speaker, an author, and a proud American. To me, the right to vote is a privilege, an honor, a responsibility, and a commitment to my country. A commitment to exercise my vote and to protect freedom for generations to come. Many people around the world do not have the right to vote or cannot exercise freely their right to vote. I know that for sure. I was born in socialist Romania. I heard from my parents how at what in one important election, people, some of them, were in love with the benefits of socialists or others too afraid as the country was occupied by the Russian forces to go and vote. And then they watch their country, Romania being transformed from a capitalist country to a socialist country. I know from my own experience that we as voters were presented in Romania only with one candidate approved by the government and no other prospective candidate could run for the office. In 1988, I was exiled as a political refugee to America to freedom. Shortly after that, the revolution started in Romania. Dictator Ceausescu was executed and socialists collapsed. Six months after that, Romania had the first free election in 40 years. As a permanent resident of the United States at that time, I drove from Dallas, Texas to Washington, D.C. to vote in that first free election held in Romania. As Americans and as women in America, we are privileged to vote. Our votes honor all those women before us who fought to defend, protect, and preserve our right to vote. Like them, refuse to be silent. Do not be discouraged. 
vote and encourage others to vote. I vote for the future of faith, family, and freedom in America. Freedom is precious. Join me and vote. That's right. You know, Virginia, uh, what I can tell you is that I have not ever missed one opportunity to vote since I turned 18. Um, and I pretty much voted Republican the whole ticket, the whole, the whole time. Uh, so what is your perspective on the differences between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party? Oh, I, I do not believe that the correct name of the Democratic Party is Democratic Party anymore. You know, you, you um, label people or you understand people by the fruit, by the actions. And what the Democratic Party today promotes is um, the, uh, the same principles that the socialists in other countries promoted to destabilize a country, to um, make uh, people more and more dependent on the government, to um, create um, um, discordance between classes, and to hate the, the rich, people that work. If they did something wrong, we have courts and so forth. So uh, you see in a lot of uh, state uh, governed by uh, Democrats. They are, uh, in fact, socialists, not Democrats anymore, or by uh, the, the governors that are um, supporting the socialist idea and they try to do everything that is possible in order to destabilize to create um, um, everything that is possible uh, to destroy america as we know uh, we have to understand and many times i say i said this to lots of people and i will say it today for everyone who wants to read uh, my my book, read chapter three, three times. It's a story of my uncle who was fearful facing those kind of things like we are facing today. And he was not courageous enough to stand up and speak. And when socialists um, conquered the country, he was not able to look in the mirror in his his uh, eyes. And I don't want anyone, not friends, not acquaintances, not even enemies to, to experience that. So it's time for us to stand up and to support the uh, Donald Trump to support the Constitution and each one of us we can do this. Yes, we might not be able to do and uh, and uh, uh, talk with the the people that are riots and and those those people, but we can pray for them. If we have people in our family, we can talk with them. We can ask questions about them. We give them my book to read. Many many young people. Change change their vote when they hear me speaking or they read read my book because they finally understand that this is not this is not something that you can change uh, it's an idea let's try and see if this will work and next year if it doesn't work or next election no 
when socialist establishes will take 40 years like in Romania or 77 years like in Russia and many other places. This is not young people and people in love with socialists. They don't understand that they want to destroy their own future. Right. You know, I was I was just going to say this morning I was listening to C-SPAN because that's where I get my unbiased news. And I love how, uh, you know, C-SPAN has the call in and Democrats can call in and Republicans and independents, they can call in. And, and there was a young woman who called in. She identified as 23 years old and supporter of Joe Biden. And uh, she was like, yeah, Joe Biden's the best. And, and you know, the Republicans, all, all they care about is taxing, you know, giving tax breaks to the rich and blah, blah, etc. And I just was listening to it going, okay, I'm 51 old enough to be her mom and I'm thinking you don't know you don't know you've been brainwashed in college uh you listen to the liberal media which has complete bias you're probably on social media that's biased left you know you're not hearing the truth because I mean shows like this Virginia are hidden we're spiked all the time I mean my Twitter account got completely deleted today and I don't know why I mean completely I had 18,000 followers on that account gone completely but talking about this, I uh, uh, this morning I pray with a group of, of people, and this morning our telephone uh, did not work. Our telephone that we had to uh, we had to dial a number and then put a code, and mm-hmm. we all gonna be and that did not work at all. Um, I, I'm not God, and I'm not here to spread rumors, mm-hmm. but we, we see some things around us, and we as Christian, with, with as American, we should prepare ourselves if things like this will happen in the future. That the telephone doesn't work, that our uh, Facebook account will be eliminated, and so forth. We have to think in advance how we can still be in, uh, in in control and be in contact. And talking about this, I believe and I, I ask everyone to fight as much as possible and to stand up so we can go in November and vote at the voting place because voting by mail is a fraud and we are going to lose it. And we cannot afford to do this. Yeah, I, I wanna I wanna say it. If you don't have courage to do this for yourself, look at your kids that they will be as a Christian, the first one taken by the government, putting in orphanages or or uh, they will put you in jail. They will take your house and they will do all kind of things to you. I can talk for hours about what, if you see the liberals doing what they are doing right now in America, just imagine what they will be able to do if they win the election. Yep. So this isn't, you know, everybody, if you just joined us, and I know some of you over there on Periscope just did, this is attorney, author, uh, Virginia Prodan. Her book is Saving My Assassin. Uh, You can get it at her website or on Amazon. Uh, just go to virginiaprodan.com. It's right there. Just look at her name and just put that in and you can learn more about her story. It's an amazing story. And the reason she's on the show is because you guys hear me blab about this all the time. But this happened to her in Romania. She knows exactly what she's talking about. And what I can tell you also, 
um, having, you know, I personally wrote the Voice of the Martyrs persecution blog for eight years. Every single day, I wrote three blogs a day about Christian persecution. Uh, Richard Wormbrand came out of Romania. That's where that ministry was started because of the communist dictatorship there. Virginia knows exactly what we're talking about. And uh, last night, if you watched the Republican National Convention, one of the things Donald Trump talked about, and I was so, and I know we're going over our time here, Virginia, is so if you need to go, just let me know, because I got to address this one thing with you. When he was talking about China and how he was standing up to China and um, building the wall around America, trying to keep America safe again, that was one of the things that he kept saying over and over again. I was almost in tears because I'm like, finally, do you, do you, do the American people understand what they do to Christians in China? No, I don't believe they understand. I will say it that if I would be in Romania today under socialists and United Nations right now, it's full of uh, socialist people, I will die there because my cases will not be in United Nations and, and Ronald Reagan and others and the American people were very strong. So what I want to say is this, um, you have to understand that this election is the most important election of our life that we have to stand up. Yes, President Trump and his cabinet and a lot of people in the government are standing up for, for us, but that is not sufficient. We individual, wherever we are, we have to stand up and fight for our rights. Go and talk with our neighbors. Talk with your child that you think that is rebellious and, and believes in all this ideology. Give, uh, buy the book and give them the book or parts of the book. Ask him to, if you read the book, say, oh, look how you go to, to school in a socialist country. Look how you you, you uh, will, um, will, um, will find food. I want to say many of these young people are uh, educated and you already hear in America people saying white privileges. I want to tell these people, watch out for your own life. If today they ask you to sit down, to put your hands up, to uh, um, uh, apologize for different things and everything, do you know and do you believe that after they will take, uh, take power, they will take your house, they will put you in jail because they will say that you, you take their money. How? I don't know. They are in power. They will do everything. They will take your uh, family and, and separate and, and divide. They will kill you. They will take your guns. They will take you absolutely everything. You will hate your life for the rest of your life. You will want to be dead, not alive. Believe me, I, I live in, in that. This is the time. It's not going to be after November. Right now, between now and November, it's our time to stand up and fight for freedom. Fight that America will remain a country that will respect 
human rights will respect the right to go to church in every single socialist country or communist country look everywhere after they they gain power the leader requires you to worship him some of them might not say like my dictator in romania worship him i'm your god and so forth but by everything that they will say the number of eggs the number of loaf of bread that you can eat the number of hours what kind of job you're gonna have it it does not matter your brain it matters what they think about you and if if you and even the ones that are right now uh, fighting you know and trying to do everything that that the socialist is asking them when they gain the power the fight among themselves will be so furious that you might be killed in that process and you might never be a leader look at the uh, uh, all the stories, not only in Romania, but look at other countries all over the world. Is the worst, the worst system that you can choose. It's like you, uh, they, they tell you that they give you free things. They give you the only free thing that they give you is the prison. That's that you go there and you will be for the rest of your life in prison. I hope people take take this to heart and I hope they understand that we have here what others cannot have it. The only thing and the only problem is this. For the first time in our life in America, a very short number of young people and people in general are traveling outside of United States to see the reality of the world. Many people, because of the credit card and all the debts, are so in debt that they cannot travel. And for that reason, plus all the uh, brainwash from college and other people, and the, the desire that many young people have to um, be together with a group and not, not be separate and not to have an individual opinion, makes them uh, uh, fearful to stand up for, but there is time to stand up. It's time to take back our rights and live in freedom. Live, you like Donald Trump or you don't like, he is for freedom. He will fight for freedom. He proved in all these four years that he has done it. It's a miracle with all the attack on him every single day, how much he has done so far. And he will do even more if we elect him. But I pray and I hope that we wake up, America wakes up and go to vote and vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> you can't get any more blunt than that, people. Just saying. And and you know what? That's what I like about you because you know. I mean, if I was a if I was, you know, uh, a judge and you were my, if I was an attorney and you were my witness, I called you to stand and I would say, hey, you testify about what socialism really is. You just did it. Yeah. You know? But it's also, it's also, you know, you are on the top of the mountain and you have been it before and you know when somebody goes that direction that they will go in, you know, and kill themselves. You, you start screaming and say, you go the wrong way, American people. Turn around. You're going to kill yourself. That's my mission. 
What, what do you say to somebody who is um, like a libertarian and they're kind of down the middle and they're like, no, I don't want to vote for Donald. I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. How, what would your, your exhortation be for that? I will say uh, not voting you vote for someone. You do not give your vote to the one that we, we know that is for freedom. The person who is for you to build a, a business, to have a family, that, that you have to go to church, think about those those things. And, and people that don't want you, they, they want to kill babies even after they are, they are born. They don't have respect for life. If you look at all these riots and everything that they, they call it, the liberals are calling it uh, peaceful, a demonstration it's another way that right now they are doing right now can you imagine what they will do when they have power right now they try to teach us to accept what to think and what words to say we see with our own eyes that they are killing people they are destroying but they want us to call it uh, um, you know peaceful demonstration so i am asking those people look at what is common between you and the republican party that's a family that's freedom that's uh, the right to to worship god the right to um, have uh, have guns the right to go to your and, and make your decisions in life about job and so forth and those are sufficient to vote for donald trump and and to to be scared to not to vote and give your vote by not voting to to the liberals because they will just destroy America and destroy our lives. Yeah. And, and I know for you, because you've been there, you know, you are, you know, somebody that the analogy is almost, I heard somebody say this, um, that it's almost like we're in a burning house and people are going in to save a picture that's crooked on the wall while they're surrounded by fire. Who does that? Right. We don't do that. We, we need to get out and we need to make sure, sure people know that, which is why, you know, I'm really glad that you came on the show to uh, share this. And, um, and, you know, I just want to give you a couple more minutes to, I know you've gone over, we've gone over time, but if, and we still have our audiences hanging on. Uh, so I, I want to say that I'm encouraged. I am encouraged because I, I go whenever I have, time or need to to go with my car and travel in different places here in Dallas. And lately what I notice is that more people have the American flag in front of their houses. People might be um, not feeling uh, safe to put a sign, Donald Trump, but I really believe, like somebody said to me, that the silence majority will go to vote and vote for Donald Trump because we do not vote for him. We vote for us, for our freedom, for our right to go to church, for our right to have a discussion and not to be told what to think, what to say, and how to act. We, we, that's, that's not the American way. 
and we can correct that. And if we don't have the courage to do it for ourselves, we have to look in the eyes of our children who will live for generations to come under socialists if we don't stand up now and vote. Again, a vote for Trump, it's a vote for our life and our freedom. Nothing else. No, nothing else. It happens that he is the one who fights for us and his name is Donald Trump. But what we vote is we vote for our freedom. We vote for our rights. Amen. Well, and you know what? I, I have to say there's a couple of things that were said last night during the convention. One thing I, I think it was his daughter said that when Donald Trump went to Washington, uh, Washington didn't change Donald Trump. He changed Washington. Uh, that stood out to me like, and, and I think that's the reason why so many people are mad because, you know, hey, he just says it the way it is. Um, the other thing I, I want to ask you about, because you are an attorney with Alliance Defending Freedom as well, right? Okay. So in California, Governor Newsom has been doing these ridiculous things, banning church services and, and all of that. What is your prediction about religious freedom um, and 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 where that's coming down. I mean, I've gotten a little bit of kickback from people, from friends actually in California saying, well, you're reporting the news wrong. And I'm like, no, all I'm doing is reporting what Alliance Defending Freedom and some of the other organizations are putting out that, you know, you're being, they're being fined for holding church uh, and all this other stuff. You're an attorney. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, um, one principle of the socialist leader, and uh, um, I believe it was Lenin, was this. Uh, in order to destroy a country and to destroy uh, a capitalist and bourgeoisie, what they call it, he, is, uh, the, he said, you have to take uh, your bayonet and, and show it to him and point it to him. And if, if he is afraid, push it as much as possible. If, if he is strong enough to attack you, take it and run away, okay? Why I am saying this? If you remember in California, they started with, you cannot go to church, right. okay? The next step, you cannot sing in church. Yep. Okay, then they said, you can, you, I believe that at one point they, they allowed them to go to church and people came like five hours from, from the church and, and they're in the church. And now they said, the pastor will be uh, put to jail. One step. Then they, they uh, uh, discover that they can do and uh, intimidate even more. They said a pastor will go to jail. There will be a daily fine for the church. And everyone who will go to church will be put in prison. Do you see how they push more and more and more and more to intimidate? Yep. It's time for, it's, it's the socialist way of doing it. It's absolutely nothing. I am very encouraged to see that you, you see pictures at the ocean of people going and praising the Lord and lots of people being baptized. I imagine that the liberals are just furious about this. And that is an act of courage of those Christians. 
I cannot imagine to live in California and to be under so much pressure, but it can be done. They are teaching us wonderful, wonderful actions, saying no matter what there is in life, and the Bible tells us when the government goes against us and against our God, we have to stand up for our God and support the consequences. If God will, will, will um, protect us or not, I, we will go to the fire with God. And that's what they are doing. And I'm very grateful that everybody at Alliance Defender Freedom is pitching in and it's helping because that's what we are there at Alliance Defender Freedom to protect. So my principle is this, you have to stand up against all these attacks. The more courageous you are, the more they will step back. They will realize if I was able to do this in the interrogation room where I was full of blood and they will hit me and, and, and do all kinds of things. And I remember the Lord saying, share with them my love. And I remember telling them, I don't like what you're doing because I was full of blood. I was full of pain, but I know God loves you. And I choose to love you too. They were crying. They were turning around their face because they didn't know what to do. In love and standing up in courage, we're going to win this fight against us. And we need to win it now because otherwise, like in Romania, we're going to have an election in the next 40 years or 70 years. I cannot emphasize to people how much we have a short period of time. We have to be full of courage. We have to encourage each other and we have to stand up. Again, voting for Donald Trump, it's voting for us, for our freedom, for our America. Amen. Well, there you go, people. And, and you know, I have to tell you, Virginia, that... Um, that I, I grew up in California. Um, I was born in upstate New York, but lived in California most of my life until I moved here to Tennessee uh, almost eight years ago. And I, I mean, part of the reason we left California was because of the government, aside from the fact that we have family here in Tennessee. But I have friends in California. And I think what most people don't understand is it's not just happening in California, number one. But California has a very rich heritage in the faith. I was born again in California. I got saved in California. So, um, you know, this convert came out of California. But, you know, Pastor Jack Hibbs at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. You got Greg Laurie. You got John MacArthur. You have yeah. so many others of these pastors out here who you might recall, it was about a year ago, Greg Laurie, uh, they came after him because he put up the Harvest Crusade billboard. And, and, you know, they're trying to pick on the Harvest Crusade, which has been going on for, what, 30 years or something. I'm like, really? Because we report on that all the time here. We try to tell people, look, this is what's going on. Um, and so I, I have to say that um, hearing your testimony as an attorney, but also your testimony as a believer and what you went through coming out of socialism, um, I, think, I think your case is rested. Just saying. <laughs> I think you did great. I, I, I just want to say to Christian people, if you are afraid now, wait. If you don't vote, go and vote for freedom. I'm telling you, 
that if they win, we're gonna be the first one under attack. We're gonna be the first one in jail. We're gonna be the first one uh, without a job. Our kids maybe will be taken away from us and our houses and, and the list can go on. This is not a story, friends. I'm sharing with you my heart and I hope you go and vote. Again, a vote for Donald Trump. It's a vote for him to be a president, but it's a vote for us to have freedom and to live the life that God desired for us and to be able to worship him. All right. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. So you want to tell people where they can get your info again? Just one last time. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if they can they can go to virginiaprodanbooks.com and then slash uh, contact and they can put information there if they want to buy books directly from me. Um, on the website, there is a telephone number. They can an email that they can email me. Uh, they can also... Um, contact me at, uh, at Facebook, uh, Virginia Pradhan. Um, they can look at my YouTube. I'm on social media everywhere. So um, I ask that, that you will pray for America. You will pray for Donald Trump. And you will pray that each one of us will be strong and courageous because we have a powerful God. The Bible says there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. But we have to act in that plan. He already have a plan to save America. But he uses each one of us to do that. And voting is one way to save America. All right. There you go. All right. Well, Virginia... I thank you for giving me a whole hour instead of that half hour we we agreed on. But hey, you know what? I know a ton of people are going to watch this and I know you're going to share this out with people and I really, really appreciate it. Um, The rest of you, I have a couple of other comments to make uh, because last night the Republican National Convention uh, happened. And, you know, there were a couple of highlights I wanted to show you and we're going to go over a little bit uh, because I want to. And this is my show, people. I can do what I want <laughs> until, you know, until further notice, right? Um, so I want to let you know, uh, first of all, if you want to donate to Bible News Radio, we are now a nonprofit organization. Woo-hoo! Finally did it after 16 years. Uh, so you can go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. That will take you to our PayPal, which is actually our nonprofit is Heart Tug International. And our tagline is, um, you know, tugging at your heart one verse at a time. We do disciple people. We have a Facebook group called Daily Disciples that you can get into where I have a team of people now who are actually reading the Bible every day and we're ministering to one another in that Facebook group. So hit me up if you want to get in that group. The other thing is that I have a text message list. You can text Bible News to 33222. Get on that. All this stuff is down in the ticker as it goes down as well, just so you know. Um, And... Uh, I have to tell you, we also have a Bible study I'm doing. I teach a Bible study every other week on Zoom, and you're welcome to come to it and be a part of it. You know, right now we're actually studying the book of Jude. We're talking about the end time apostate church. Uh, you know, Jude is the Acts of the Apostates. It's a great book. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, I'm, I welcome you to be a part of that. So we're doing that. 
uh, we support Bible literacy because people are biblically illiterate. And, you know, we're here to kind of fill in a gap where so many churches aren't teaching the Bible or encouraging people in the word. That's what we're about. That's why we named our show Bible News Radio, <laughs> you know, because of that. So I want to let you know that. And then last night, I also just want to say that um, I was so touched by, um, do you want me to click you out? I can click you out. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm getting rid of Virginia. Not literally, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's see here. I will hit, there we go. Bye. Thank you for being my guest. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop that too, just just so you know. I'm stopping that. All right. I'm, I'm hitting end to Zoom, so that will probably free up a, a thing. Um, so last night, if you watched the, the RNC, uh, one of the highlights of that was a lady that was, spoke, uh, and we want to play that video. If you want to play that one first, we can. Um, I was thinking the other one first. But it's up to you. You already got that one up there. So we'll go ahead and do this. So last night, President Trump um, had Alice Johnson speak. Um, and um, in 1996, she was convicted and sentenced to life for drug trafficking. In 2018, after more than two decades behind bars, uh, President Trump commuted her sentence and she was freed. Um, and it's interesting because it says here, uh, President Trump, commuted her sentence. She was freed. Reality TV star Kim Kardashian West lobbied the president for her release. And since then, she has been advocating for criminal justice reform. Uh, she spoke about the issue at the 2020 Republican National Convention. Uh, so last night, she she shared her testimony. Uh, is that the one that I shared with you? I don't think so. I sent it's you... the link that you sent. Really? That's weird. All right. Well, anyway, today... I don't know if you heard, but President Trump actually issued her a pardon. So let's go ahead and watch that footage in case you missed it. This is so cool. I think this is totally cool. One quick moment. Why, yeah. let's, let's do this. Okay. Do this correctly. And uh, put a caption on it. Okay. All right. Yeah, and by the way, Pastor Robert Jeffress was also here, and you're going to have to listen to this prayer that he prayed in the presence of the president. And you'll have to listen to what the president said about the media as well, because it made me laugh. Uh, Donald Trump cracks me up. He's a, he's a character for sure. <laughs> uh, Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Hazmat shipping oh, online. Oh, no right. what you ship. Don't worry, this is just a ship. little commercial. <laughs> now uh, you can skip the ad there. Skip the ad. Yeah, there we go. All right. This was from today, by the way. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Alice Johnson has been just incredible. She's gotten out. She's recommended people to us. She knows many, many people that have put, been put in prison. And uh, whether they should have been or not, she knows that they were put in for too long. Alice was given a life sentence. And you spent about 22 years. And uh, for something that today a lot of people wouldn't even be going to jail for. 
And uh, it was uh, it was horrible. And we found out about it. And we gave a commutation. That means we were able to get Alice out. And she has been just so outstanding. And I'm so proud of you. And we are giving Alice a full pardon. I just told her. We didn't even discuss it. We just uh, — you were out there. I saw you in the audience last night. And I asked the folks if you could bring Alice over. We're going to give a full pardon. We're going to do it right now. That means you have been fully pardoned. That's the ultimate thing that can happen. That means you can do whatever you want in life and just keep doing the great job you're doing. Alice has done an incredible job since she's been out and uh, recommending other people. We said, how many people are they like you? There's only one Alice, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, how many people are like you or your circumstance where they were given this massive sentence and they're good people, great people? And she said, so many. They're in jail, so many. And she's looking for those people and she's recommending those people. And we've already done some that you know, that you know are good people. And they've done really well since they've been out. So we're taking Alice from a commutation to a full pardon. And I'm going to sign it right now. And we're very proud of Alice and the job you've done and what you represent. And uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress, unrelated, but he was here. And we thought, maybe I'll sign this, and then maybe you'll you'd like to say a prayer. And maybe you could include the media, because they need it probably more than we do. <laughs> they definitely need it more than ours. That I can tell you. OK, thank you. So, Alice, it's a full pardon. It's been signed. You might want to keep that one. And here it is. <laughs> Pastor, please. You'll take that down. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the remarkable story of Alice Johnson, a strong believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, whose life was filled with heartache and injustice. And yet, instead of becoming bitter, she chose to trust in you. She cried out to you for years, asking relief from the hurt that she was feeling. We thank you that you chose to answer her prayers to you through a great president named Donald Trump, a great leader who, yes, believes in law and order. He believes in justice, but he also believes in mercy. And thank you for moving in his heart to do this great act today. And Father, I pray that today's full pardon will result in a brand new life for Alice. Continue to bless her and her family as they go throughout this nation and world sharing the good news that you, God, offer an eternal pardon from sin to all who trust in your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you for the president. Thank you for the example he set for all of us of what it means to be a forgiving person. And we pray this in the name of the one who came and died and rose again, that we might have eternal life, Jesus Christ our Savior. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you. Very Thank much. you, Mr. Right. President, for this example. Thank you very much. Thank I appreciate it. Alice, thank you very much, and congratulations. It's thank a you. real honor.
to realize. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. What is your message to the thousands of people gathered on the mall? What is your message to the thousands? Mr. President, what is your message to the thousands of people on the mall? You know, it's, it's funny. The media is like, you know, they, they want to change the subject. They don't even want to say congratulations to her. I mean, that's the slimeball media for you. So I don't know about you, but I teared up during that. I was so moved by uh, that gesture because, you know, now this woman has no record, right? I mean, the Lord has used her for such a time as this. She went through 20 years of horrible, you know, situation in jail. She paid way more time for her crime than she needed to. Uh, but President Trump did the right thing, don't you think? Um, Randall, I sent you the link. Yeah, I think you're I'm, have I'm, to, I'm looking you for You just it. have to, it's in the second column. Got just it. find her name. Yeah, I found it. Yeah. I want you guys to hear what she said last night at the RNC, if you missed it. Um, it was super great. And then the other clip I want to play, we're going over a little bit, I hope you don't mind, uh, is, is I, there's so much I want, want to play, but tomorrow night I have a guest too, so I'm not going to be able to play some of this tomorrow night. But um, after we play this one, I also want you to hear Ru Rudy Giuliani. Because uh, <laughs> I was listening to him, I was like, oh my gosh. This is different. Um, yeah, so that was good. And then after the show, this sounds kind of strange, but I just want to let you know, after the show, I actually am doing a favor for a friend. She sells origami owl, and that happens to be uh, specialized jewelry that you can make. And so if you go over to my Facebook page, um, there is a special Facebook group. If you want to jump in and learn more about that, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash my name Stacy zero zero which stands for origami owl <laughs> so it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh Stacy oo it's actually the letter o okay and uh yeah, we will tell you about that again too that's the fun of live streaming and having your own show yes we go from very serious political christian lawyer to last night okay i think randall's got it about ready trying to share you some good news here um, and all that. So, and thank you for coming in. Please share this out if you haven't. It looks like most of the social media platforms have hit it and Twitter today deleted my, or somebody deleted my Stacy Harp Twitter account, which had like 18,000 followers on it. So now I have zero there. Yeah, people. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Uh, I'm ready. All right, this was last night. This was Alice Johnson from last night. I'm Alice Marie Johnson. I was once told that the only way I would ever be reunited with my family would be as a corpse. But by the grace of God and the compassion of President Donald John Trump, I stand before you tonight and I assure you, I'm not a ghost. I am alive, I am well, and most importantly, I am free. In 1996, I began serving time in prison, life plus 25 years. I had never been in trouble. I was a first-time nonviolent offender. What I did was wrong. 
I made decisions that I regret. Some say, you do the crime, you do the time. However, that time should be fair and just. We've all made mistakes. None of us want to be defined forever based on our worst decision. While in prison, I became a playwright, a mentor, a certified hospice volunteer, an ordained minister, and received the Special Olympics Event Coordinator of the Year Award for my work with disabled women. Because the only thing worse than unjustly imprisoning my body is trying to imprison my mind. My transformation was described as extraordinary. Truth is, there are thousands of people just like me who deserve the opportunity to come home. I never stop fighting for my freedom. My Christian faith and the prayers of so many kept hope alive. When President Trump heard about me, about the injustice of my story, he saw me as a person. He had compassion and he acted. Free in body thanks to President Trump, but free in mind thanks to the almighty God. I couldn't believe it. I always remembered that God knew my name, even in my darkest hour, but I never thought a president would. When I was released on June 6, 2018, I ran across that road and hugged my grandchildren for the first time. I'll never forget that feeling. And then I remembered the promise I had made to the men and women I left behind, that I would never stop fighting for them, and I haven't. I'm using my voice to tell their stories, and I pray that my face reminds you of those forgotten faces. Six months after President Trump granted me a second chance, he signed the First Step Act into law. It was real justice reform, and it brought joy, hope, and freedom to thousands of well-deserving people. I hollered, hallelujah! My faith in justice and mercy was rewarded. Imagine getting to hug your loved ones again and to think this first step meant so much to so many. I can't wait because we're just getting started. The nearly 22 years I spent in prison were not wasted. God had a purpose and a plan for my life. I was not delayed or denied. I was destined for such a time as this. I pray that you will not just hear this message, but that you will be inspired by my story and your compassion will lead you to take action for those who are forgotten. That's what our president, Donald Trump, did for me. And for that, I will be forever grateful. God bless you. God bless President Trump. And God bless America. Thank you. Yeah.
You know, the liberal media hates stuff like this, just so you know. <laughs> All right, Randall, did you find the Giuliani one? Uh, I have been looking for it. Was uh, I supposed to? Yeah, so if you go to the same link I sent you before, sure. uh, and then scroll down, let's see, I'm not sure where it's at, but it's on there, it's Mr. You know, this whole time, Mr.'s been bugging me. All right, so last night, Rudy Giuliani actually spoke at the Republican National Convention. And, uh, hmm? do you find it? Yes. And what he had to say was very interesting and slightly direct, uh, which is why I liked it. Um, and I, I will also say, uh, well, just watch it. You know, if you miss, it's not that long. It's only a few minutes. Um, and, uh, and here's the other thing, too. I can tell you, you can go to C-SPAN. Uh, .org, and you can watch the whole thing there, uncut, uh, unfiltered, without commentary. So whenever you're ready, bareface. I'm ready. All right. This is Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I forgot the title, but... Good evening. My name is Rudy Giuliani, and I'm the former mayor of New York City. In 2013, my city elected a self-described progressive Democrat as mayor. New York City, once described as America's crime capital, had become, by the mid-1990s, America's safest large city. Now today, my city is in shock. Murders, shootings, and violent crime are increasing at percentages unheard of in the past. We're seeing the return of rioting and looting. During riots, this Democrat mayor, like others, has often prevented the police from making arrests. And even when arrests are made, liberal progressive DAs release the rioters so as not to disrupt the rioting. New Yorkers wonder, how did we get overwhelmed by crime so quickly and declined so fast? Don't let Democrats do to America what they have done to New York. Again, the Democrats are urging you to vote for an obviously defective candidate. Biden has changed his principles so often, he no longer has any principles. He's a Trojan horse with Bernie, AOC, Pelosi, Black Lives Matter, and his party's entire left wing just waiting to execute their pro-criminal, anti-police, socialist policies. The whole unprecedented wave of lawlessness began with a truly just cause, the unforgivable police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Peaceful protests began all over the land. The condemnation of the killing was universal, from President Trump to Democrat leaders. It seemed, for a few brief shining moments, Democrat and Republican leaders would come together with a unified proposal to reduce police misconduct. This possibility was very dangerous to the left. They had a president to beat and a country to destroy. And although an agreement on action against police brutality would be very valuable for the country, it would also make President Trump appear to be an effective leader. They could have none of that. 
So Black Lives Matter and Antifa sprang into action, and in a flash, they hijacked the peaceful protests into vicious, brutal riots. Soon protests turned into riots in many other American cities, almost all Democrat. Businesses were burned and crushed, people beaten, shot and killed, police officers routinely assaulted, badly beaten, and occasionally murdered, and the police handcuffed by progressive Democrat mayors from doing anything but observe the crimes and absorb the blows. But the worst of it was the slaughter of innocent young people with their whole lives ahead of them. The murder of four-year-old Grand Talfero in Kansas City shocked the nation, but not Black Lives Matter or their many Democrat supporters. 17-year-old basketball star Brandon Hendricks was killed in the Bronx just days after graduating high school and on his way to St. John's to play basketball. He passed with only a brief mention. One-year-old Davil Gardner Jr. was shot and killed in a stroller at a cookout in Brooklyn, and it caused no outrage. For President Trump and for us Republicans, all black lives matter. And the lives of LeGrand and Brandon Davil matter to us. All lives matter to us. These continuous riots in Democratic cities gives you a good view of the future under Biden. All five of the top cities for homicides, like the top cities for rioting and looting, are governed by progressive Democrats. Using the progressive Democrat approach to crime, which is to do nothing, substantive to reduce it, to release prisoners as many and as soon as possible, and to go to war with the police, the only group with the capability to protect your citizens. It is clear that a vote for Biden and the Democrats creates the risk that you will bring this lawlessness to your city, to your town, to your suburb. There is no question that this awesome job of restoring safety for our people cannot be done from your basement, Joe. There's also no question that President Trump will fight with all his strength to preserve the American system of government and our way of life. In critical times in our history, America has always been blessed with the right person to handle the crisis. Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt, Reagan were perfect for the challenges they faced and brought our nation through gloriously. President Trump, with his boundless love of our country and all our people, his disciplined work ethic, his exceptional ability to inspire, and his deep understanding of our system of government and the strength of American values is the man we can trust to preserve and even improve our way of life. Mr. President, make our nation safe again. There you go, people. So, you know, I have to tell you, I walked away from last night's um, convention with a renewed passion to, uh, my ear is blocked. <laughs> Great. Now my ear got to get unblocked. Um, with a, with a renewed passion to go ahead and, um, 
be more political on the show. You know, I have in recent years stepped back from a lot of the politics, but you know what? At least up until the election, Bible News Radio is going to start covering this, these issues a lot more. Um, I don't have the time tonight to go into what happened last night or even last time with the Democratic convention or with the rest of the Republican convention, but we will. We'll go back through some of those and we'll highlight some stuff for you. Um, one thing I do have to tell you, though, is uh, Ann Dorn, the widow of the retired St. Louis police captain that was shot, uh, her testimony last night was extremely compelling. Also, the family of uh, Marsha and Carl Mueller, the parents of ISIS victim Kayla Mueller, um, if you if you're heartless, <laughs> that didn't move you, uh, but it did me because that was that. I mean, I cannot imagine being a parent of a of somebody who went over to minister to people who need the Lord and hearing the brutality that happened to your daughter. I just I just can't, you know. Um, Senator Tom Cotton spoke. Um, not only that, Ben Carson spoke, the Housing and Urban Development Secretary, um, and so many more. Ivanka Trump, assistant to the president, she also gave a very powerful speech introducing her her dad, uh, which I have to tell you was very cool. I thought that was very cool. Um, and again, one of the things that she said, I believe it was her, uh, who said again, and I just think it bears repeating, Donald Trump went to Washington and Washington didn't change him. He changed Washington, which is why they don't like him. And what we just showed you with Alice getting pardoned, you know, the liberal media, how callous. I mean, you saw the reporters. They were like, they didn't want to say congratulations to the woman to get a pardon. You know, think about that. She got a pardon, just like we've been pardoned for our sin. You know, we don't have, we have a brand new life. This woman now has a brand new life. She doesn't have a rap sheet anymore you know i mean how awesome is that but the liberal media is like well, what are you saying you have it's like they can't give him credit for anything you know even when president brock hussein obama was president there was a few things i could compliment him on but the liberal media can't even do that with donald trump so um you know if you have come in late to the show i want to encourage you go back watch the beginning with virginia and get her book, Saving My Assassin. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. This is somebody who knows what she's talking about. She's an attorney. She knows, she knows what she's talking about, people. Just saying. And um, God knows the future, but we have been called for such a time as this. And what I can tell you is that after watching last night, I am more committed now more than ever to praying for our country uh, especially because I really do believe if you watch the whole speech President Trump gave and you look at how he outlined everything, he, they're not kidding. Virginia's not kidding. This is an election that could really tip us in the very wrong direction, especially if the votes that they want to come in through the mail, you know, and are miraculously lost or something in favor of Biden who will probably keel over and die or something, and then we'll end up with his vice president, which is not a nice person. Just saying. Not a nice person, people. So we need to be praying. I know many of us are. Uh, I'm more committed to that now than I, than I have ever been. 
And um, that is how I want to leave you tonight. And also invite you to my Origami Owl show. <laughs> so go over to my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. You guys just go over there. I'm going to repost the link to, to the Origami Owl show. <laughs> uh, and, you know, hey, you know, everybody needs gifts, people. And maybe you can get yourself, you know, you can make yourself a special uh, locket or something like that. And it can be a symbol to remind you of God's love for you or to vote, Amer you know, for Trump or whoever, you know, uh, whatever the Lord leads you to do. I'm trying to help a friend, trying to bless you at the same time, trying to have a little bit of fun and also lift you up in the Lord and warn you. Because you know what? I believe God called me many years ago to be a watchwoman on the wall. And uh, I have been doing that for many years. And I've been obedient to God's word. And um, he has increased my scope of influence, I believe, as a result of that. Um, and so pray, seek God. And as I always say, be bold. Stand up, because now is the time forever to stand up and go with God. Because he loves you people. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.